the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Health and Wellness is Wellness Radio 1570. KDIZ Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. Cleanup underway in the Dallas area where powerful storms caused heavy damage, leaving more than 135,000 people in the dark last night. Over 100,000 area homes and businesses were without power after a tornado touched down north of downtown around 9.30 Sunday night. Local TV stations showed extensive damage by the twister in the form of downed trees, power lines, storefronts, roofs, and cars. DFW International Airport, while not in the path, did experience several delays and departures and arrivals. So far, there have been no reports of any fatalities, but Dallas Fire and Rescue say it's received multiple calls from people who say they were injured by broken glass. Rhonda Rockster reporting. On Wall Street this morning, stocks modestly higher so far. Right now, the Dow is up about 18 points. The S&P, 14 points higher. This is SRN News. The effects of domestic violence are lasting and intense. Roughly one in four women and one in seven men have been victims of severe physical violence by a partner in their lifetime. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Know that if you are in an abusive situation, there is hope and help. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is 800-799-SAFE. Consider donating your time or financially to women's shelters here in the Twin Cities. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. Omni Michaels here on Wellness 1570, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. Uh, for this uh, today, yeah, clouds, some scattered showers, a little breezy, higher on 53. Same thing for tonight. We'll dip down to around 39 and then a touch cooler for your Tuesday than we expect for kind of late October. Breezy, scattered showers a possibility, otherwise clouds and topping out around 47. The annual enrollment for Medicare is coming soon, so we're here at Health Markets, a free service to help make sure you have the right Medicare plan. Mike, there's a lot going on here. There sure is. Health Markets has invented the FIT score to instantly compare thousands of Medicare plans from national insurance companies. In minutes, folks can find out if their current plan is the right fit or if there's another plan that can provide extra coverage and help save money. Best of all, the service is free. So what Medicare benefits could people be missing out on? A lot. Plans with $0 copays, $0 deductibles, and $0 premiums. Plans that include dental and vision coverage or diabetic supplies, hearing aids, and more at no additional cost. With so many choices, our advice is don't go it alone when there's a free, unbiased service that can help. Go to healthmarkets.com or call 800-730-1372. That's 800-730-1372. 800-730-1372. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No college is called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, 
I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Attend a free investing class near you. Call now, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're considering what's in a name. Today we're going to call today's show Your Name Is, because man, there's a lot wrapped up in our names. You know, if you think about it, it, our name is how we're identified. Uh, our name is how people remember us. Uh, our name is a bestowment. You know, in the, the old days, in the Bible days, uh, uh, we would name our children based on certain things. And some of them was the bestowment of honor, of blessings. Uh, it's about our identity. And today I really want to go in depth about what is our name? What is our identity? Uh, and I'm going to go in depth with what's called the neurological levels because this last weekend I was in Chicago, had a small class, uh, changed nine people's lives. But it always amazes me on what people attach to their identity. Uh, and so I need to go through the neurological levels uh, so that you understand why it matters. Why it matters on what we attach to our identity. Why it matters on what we believe about ourselves, because it is those things that truly dictate so much more. And we wonder why we're beating our head against the wall, or we're wondering why we're uh, pushing uh, you know, through a pulled door. We're wondering why things aren't working for us. You know, if I was to say names like uh, John Wooden, what would you think? How about Thomas Edison, Bill Gates, Vincent Van Gogh, Albert Einstein, 
How about uh, Prince? How about Madonna? How about Michael Jackson? Right? These are all names of people. All names of people. And yet, just with one name of that person, you had a whole bunch of stuff going on in your head, right? What's in a name? You know, whenever I think about that, I always think about Shakespeare, right? Romeo and Juliet, right? In Act 2, Scene 2, Romeo and Juliet, the line is said by Juliet in reference to Romeo's house, Montague, which would imply that his name means nothing, and so it's no big deal. So if you don't remember, let me give you some backstory. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? Deny thy father, refuse thy name, or if thou wilt not be but sworn my love, and I'll no longer be a capulet. Don't you hear what she's saying? She's saying, or she's asked the question, what's in a name? Right? That's what they're talking about. And, and we do the same thing about a rose, right? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So Romeo would were he not Romeo called. Retain that dear perfection which he owes without that title. Romeo doth thy name. And for that name which is no part of thee, take all myself. Right? And then Romeo's response, I take thee at thy word. Call me but love, and I'll be new baptized. Henceforth, I never will be Romeo. See, it's a major theme in the play Romeo and Juliet that there's this tension between social and family identity, right? What's in a name? It's represented by one's name, that social identity, that family identity, one's own inner identity. See, Juliet believes that love stems from one's inner identity and that the feud between the Montagues and the Capulets is a product of the outer identity based only on what? A name. Based only on a name. She thinks of Romeo in individual terms, and thus her love for him overrides her family's hatred for the Montague name. She says that if Romeo were not called Romeo or Montague, he would still be the person she loves. So she asks the question, what's in a name? And a rose by any other name would not smell as sweet. So let me give you a rose by another name. The first day of school, our professor introduced himself and challenged us to get to know someone we didn't already know. I stood up to look around when a gentle hand touched my shoulder. I turned around to find a wrinkled little old lady beaming up at me with a smile that lit up her entire being. She said, hi, handsome. My name is Rose. I'm 87 years old. Can I give you a hug? I laughed and enthusiastically responded, of course you may, and she gave me a giant squeeze. Why are you in college at such a young, innocent age, I asked. She jokingly replied, I'm here to meet a rich husband, get married, have a couple of children, and then retire and travel. No, seriously, I asked. I was curious, what may have motivated her to be taking on this challenge at her age? She said, I always dreamed of having a college education, and now I'm going to get me one. After class, we walked to the student union building and shared a chocolate milkshake. We became instant friends. Every day for the next three months, we would leave class together and talk nonstop. I was always mesmerized listening to this time machine as she shared her wisdom and experience with me. 
Over the course of the year, Rose became a campus icon, and she easily made friends wherever she went. She loved to dress up, and she reveled in the attention bestowed upon her from the other students. She was living it up. At the end of the semester, we invited Rose to speak at our football banquet. I'll never forget what she taught us. She was introduced and stepped up to the podium. As she began to deliver her prepared speech, she dropped her three-by-five cards on the floor. Frustrated and a little embarrassed, she leaned in the microphone and simply said, I'm sorry I'm so jittery. I gave up beer for Lent, and this whiskey is killing me. (laughs) I'll never get my speech back in order, so let me just tell you what I know. As we laughed, she cleared her throat and began. We do not stop playing because we are old. We grow old because we stop playing. There are only four secrets to staying young, being happy and achieving success. She says you have to laugh and find humor every day. You've got to have a dream. When you lose your dreams, you die. We have so many people walking around who are dead and don't even know it. There's a huge difference between growing old and growing up. If you're 19 years old and lie in bed for one full year and don't do one productive thing, you'll never turn 20 years old. If I'm 87 years old and stay in bed for a year and never do anything, I will turn 88. See, anyone can, be, can grow older. That doesn't take any talent or ability. The idea is to grow up by always finding the opportunity in change. She said, I have no regrets. The elderly usually don't have regrets for what we did, but rather for the things we did not do. The only people who fear death are those with regrets. She concluded her speech by courageously singing the rose. She challenged each of us to study the lyrics and to live them out in our daily lives. At the year's end, Rose finished the college degree she had begun all those years ago. One week after graduation, Rose died peacefully in her sleep. Over 2,000 college students attended her funeral in tribute to that wonderful woman who taught by example that it's never too late to be all you can possibly be. Remember, growing old is mandatory. Growing up is optional. Keep laughing. Keep dreaming. Keep growing. Regret nothing. And that story was by Ross Ryder. And it really made me think because, you know, a rose by any other name. And here is a rose, but it's by the same name. But we're not talking about a flower now. We're talking about a person. And that's really what our name comes down to. It comes to the person that you are. And there's a lot in a name. Your actions, your memories, your history, how you show up, how you treat people. Your name precedes you. When someone says Mr. Black's coming, that means something. How about you? And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to go into what is in a name. Your name defines you. So what are you going to do about it? How are you going to make it matter? How are you going to be remembered by the way you live your life? We'll be back in three minutes with Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. What can you do in what can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Hear what this human resource manager says about the impact of leadership awakening on her life. With uh, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, it changed my culture to say, okay, I have to set the example. 
I know I am the manager, but sometimes I have failed up until now to really deliver my word. So those things changed the very first day I came back. And it's just absolutely fascinating. So of course they are looking at me like, what happened to you? And on a personal point of view, so many things have happened since I got home. It's almost a miracle. It's not almost, it is a miracle. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it'll change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening classes in Minneapolis, November 21st through the 23rd. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Besides skin cancer, breast cancer is the most commonly diagnosed among women. Information on prevention and early detection, as well as resources on treatment and support, can be found at sites like nationalbreastcancer.org or at the American Cancer Society's website, cancer.org. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. Stream online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com or tune in with our free mobile app. If you have any electrical problems, why not give Early Bird a call? 612, the bird. Early Bird Electric is the only electrician with the four guarantees. Let's check out guarantee number three. Early Bird guarantees quality work, backed by our lifetime craftsmanship warranty. First-time customers call now to get a free service call. That's a $79 value. 612. The Bird. The Bird is the word. Early Bird Electric. 612. The Bird. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Raleigh, North Carolina, November 7th to the 9th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we're considering what's in a name. I mean, for those that have ever been through my training, uh, Mr. Black uh, has an interesting meaning to it. Uh, you know, my wife, uh, Valerie, and I met in class. So uh, she went through my training as a student, and uh, she met me as Mr. Black. Uh, after she went through my training, uh, she uh, went and staffed for me a lot of times. In the process of staffing with me a lot, uh, we started getting romantically involved. And uh, when I realized that she was the one that God had sent for me, uh, it's, uh, it changed my life. It was uh, one of the most exciting times of my life. To this day, I can say outside of when I accepted Jesus Christ, I can say my, my wedding to my wife, Valerie, was one of the happiest days of my life. 
And uh, we, uh, you know, we've been together now almost ten years, uh, celebrating. I think it's our eighth year anniversary, or maybe seventh year anniversary uh, at the end of this month. And it's interesting because there's many times where my wife and I are talking to somebody, uh, and she will refer to me as Mr. Black. <laughs> and it's so weird. Uh, early on, when she do that, I thought she was being flippant. You know, like, oh wow, sure, Mr. Black. You know, kind of like that. That was my meaning. I was put on it, but no. Uh, to her, uh, it's a term of endearment. To her, it's a name uh, that changed her life. Uh, to her, uh, it's a name filled with respect and awe. Uh, I, uh, I like to help people. And so I got a phone call yesterday from a guy. Uh, don't know the guy. He was calling from Maryland. His name is, uh, uh, it was uh, Gabriel. Gabriel, I'm thinking one of the archangels. Gabriel. And he said, uh, yeah, my cousin Charles told me to give you a call. And I said, Charles who? And he told me, and I, I know Charles from uh, Sturgis, and we have a, a relationship from our past. But uh, So he had referred his cousin to me. His cousin had some issues he needs to deal with. He wants to turn his life around. He's ready to change his life. He's, he's seeking God. And so you know, he was calling up Charlie to get some help. He's struggling with some things, and, and Charlie referred him to me. So I spent about 30 minutes with him, uh, invited him to class. He's going to be coming to class October 3rd in, in uh, Minneapolis. And so I figured uh, i called Charlie up and just talk to him, tell him I talked to his friend. Uh, and uh, I talked to Charlie last night, and I got to tell you, I had to get on the phone with Charlie, uh, Charles, because uh, it got a little uncomfortable. Because about six times in that short little conversation, after I told him I'd helped his cousin out and we're putting him in class and I'm sending him daily scripture and all that, he said, uh, well, you know, when he, my friend, when my cousin was telling me about what was going on, he wanted to turn his life around. He wanted to live his life like it mattered and, and he wanted to seek God and all this. And he kept, he'd say, well, the only one I could think of was Scott Black. He said, Mr. Black tells it like it is. Mr. Black's a true sayer. Mr. Black shares the word of God and shares knowledge in a way that no one else. And he kept going on like this. And I'm like, really, I'm like, I felt uncomfortable. And he kept going back to saying the same thing. We probably talked for 20 minutes and probably six or seven different times. He went back to say, well, my cousin called me up and he was struggling. And all I could think of is the one man that could help him, the one. Man. And it was very humbling. And I said, uh, Charles, I said, have you ever seen a, a, the, the picture of there's a guy with a dog and the dog's wagging his tail and the dog's you know, all excited to see his owner, his master, his best friend. And the caption says, the man says, I want to be the, the man that my dog thinks I am. And I said, Charles, you're making me feel uncomfortable, but I want to tell you something. I want to be the man that you think I am. And see, that's what's in a name. What credence, what credibility, what value does your name have? You know, when my kids were little, I've always, I was a single dad for about 10 years. I would take Faith and Christian to school. Uh, I would uh, park the car. I'd get about, let them out of the car, and I would always hug them. I'd kiss them both, and I'd say two things to my kids. Number one, I'd say be a leader because people are always looking for people to follow and I know I've raised my kids up right. Uh, I've focused them on God. I've taught them the basics of leadership. And so if anybody's going to be following anybody, I want my kids to be leading and other people be following them because I know where my kids are going. But the second thing I would say to my kids is remember who you are. I'd always say that. Remember who you are. 
Now, my last name is Black, so I know what I'm about to say sounds weird, but just remember, my last name is Black. And so I'd look at my son, my son Christian. I said, the blacks are always the smartest in the class. <laughs> I'd say the blacks are always the ones that are listening to the teacher. The blacks are the ones when there's a new student, they reach out to help them. The blacks are the ones who honor their, their teacher, even if everybody else isn't. The blacks are the ones who, who lends a helping hand, the blacks. And I'd say that through the list, a litany of things, because I wanted them to have pride in their name. I wanted them to have some value in their name. It wasn't just a name. It was far more than that. And so today, I want to go what's in a name, but more importantly, I want to go to your identity. And I want to lay a foundation with the neurological levels because there are six levels that change takes place. And this is pretty deep, but I I can explain it a way that you understand. This is really important to understand because one thing I do for you through this radio show, through my training, is I teach you how you work. I teach you how you work. That's the key. Because when you understand how you work, how you create experience, how you have more control of your life than most people realize, then everything changes. Remember Dr. Viktor Frankl said, between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. And I believe in the test of three. You know, in ancient Greece, Socrates was widely lauded for his wisdom. And one day, the great philosopher came upon an acquaintance who who ran up to him excitedly and said, Socrates, do you know what I just heard about one of your students? And Socrates interrupted him. He said, wait a moment. Before you tell me, I'd like you to pass a little test. It's called the test of three. Test of three? That's correct, Socrates continued. He said, before you talk to me about my student, let's take a moment to test what you're going to say. The first test is truth. Have you made absolutely sure that what you are about to tell me is true? No, the man replied. Actually, uh, I just heard about it. All right, said Socrates. So you don't really know if it's true or not. Now let's go ahead and give it the second test. The test of goodness. Is what you're about to tell me about my student something good? No, 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 no. Actually, on the contrary, it's... So Socrates cut him off and continued. So you want to tell me something bad about a student, even though you're not certain it's true. The man shrugged a little embarrassed. Socrates continued, you may still pass, though, because there's a third test. The filter of usefulness is what you want to tell me about my student going to be useful to me. And with that, he paused and looked down. No, no, not really. Well, concluded Socrates, if what you want to tell me is neither true nor good nor even useful, then why tell it to me at all? And, of course, the man was defeated and ashamed and said no more. And so I want you to know, you know, sometimes I say things, I, I get a, a little email or phone call from a producer saying, ah, you need to not be so this or not be so that. I get it. But I want you to know everything I do on this radio show does test, pass the test of three. It is truth. It is goodness. And sometimes a little bit of pain is good. You know, pain's a great motivator. Sometimes we need to realize where we're at, the condition of our marriage, the condition of ourselves, the condition of our mind. And even though it might not be something we want to hear, it is goodness. 
because we'll take that and do something with it, which brings us to the third test, which is usefulness. And so today, as we consider what's in a name, I want you to know we are not defined by our mistakes if, unless you allow it to. I mean, think about this. Thomas Edison, we know he is. We consider him a success, right? He failed somewhere between 1,000 and 10,000 times before creating the incandescent light bulb. Do you know Bill Gates, his first business failed miserably? A lot of people don't know this about Vincent Van Gogh, that he sold only one painting. Did you hear that? While he was alive, he considered himself a failure. He only sold one painting his entire life. And now he's painted over 900 works of art. And now if you got a Van Gogh, whoa, you got some money coming. Albert Einstein, you think he's pretty smart, don't you? Do you realize he didn't even speak until he was after four years old? He's like my little boy, Benaya. Jay-Z, what is Jay-Z, a billionaire? A billionaire, him and Beyonce? Do you realize Jay-Z couldn't get signed to any record labels at the beginning? Not one record label would sign him. Yet it didn't stop him from creating his own music powerhouse, right? How about Franklin Roosevelt, FDR, the longest serving president in the history of the United States? Do you realize he was partially paralyzed at age 39? Matter of fact, a lot of times they hid it from the American people. Simon Cowell, Cowell, whatever his name is, the British guy, he had a failed record company. You have no idea. See, we are not defined by our past mistakes unless we allow them to stop us. I mean, you know who Stephen King was, right? Yet Stephen King's first novel was rejected 30 times. You know Jim Carrey, right? Jim Carrey is homeless. So I want you to know, just because you made mistakes in the past, just because you didn't get, get the accomplishment, that does not define you. And so after the break, we want to go into what does define us. And as we go into that too, we're also going to take a look at the neurological levels because we want to be careful what we attach our identity to. Because when you understand the neurological levels of change, there are six levels where change takes place. And the interesting thing about neurological levels of change is change takes place from the top down. And you'll understand our identity is at the very top. And I'm, you're going to learn this if you haven't learned it already. It's a lot easier to change what you do than who you are. So I'm Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. Today we're posing the question, what's in a name? We'll be right back. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it'll change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening classes in Minneapolis, November 21st through the 23rd. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on schedule. Leadership Awakening where 48 hours will change your life. 
does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby inside and out of the womb, not just after birth, but nine months before. At conception. That's right, every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro life. Pro Life Across America is non political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Raleigh, North Carolina, November 7th to the 9th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Welcome Black to Mr. Black. <laughs> Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio Radio. Like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I might want to get my own name right since today's show is called What's in a Name? And if I was to change my name to Mr. White, I'm telling you right now, people would look at me different. They'd say, I don't know Mr. White, but I knew no Mr. Black, any relation at all. And so today we're considering what is in a name? Because a name defines stuff, right? If I was to say a lemon, Right? What would you think? You think a sour, bitter. Matter of fact, whenever I want to show how weak fear is, you know, fear is an acronym. It's false evidence appearing real. It's not true. Uh, you know, fear is a straw man. Fear is a liar, as that great song says. Fear is a liar. And I always tell people, let me show you what fear is because people are afraid of this word called fear, fear of rejection, fear of embarrassment, fear, 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 fear. But to me, when I hear fear, I see false evidence appearing real. When I see the word fear, the name fear, I chuckle a little bit because I know that fear has no power outside the power that we give it. And so what I always tell people to do to show them the, the powerlessness of fear and the powerfulness of our mind is I have them hold out their hand. I said, go hold out your left hand uh, in a cup formation because in your hand, I want you to imagine that I cut a freshly cut lemon. There's a lemon in your hand. I sliced it in half and it is the juiciest lemon you ever saw. There's lemon juice dripping off the side. I want you to put that lemon up to your nose and smell that lemon. And now I want you to open your mouth and take a big old bite out of it. And as I'm doing that in front of people, I look at their faces and half the people got this little scrunched up, little tart looking face and other people are just going through the motions. 
But those that got the scrunched up little pucker face, I say, Why, what's the deal with the face? What's going on there? And then they go, well, it's sour. And then I say, don't answer any other question. They're all rhetorical from this point forward. What's sour? There's nothing in your hand. Put it down. Well, you look stupid. See, there's nothing in their hand. But yet if you actually did what I told you to do and you actually made it real, your mouth would salivate. Your salivary glands will secrete. Your face will scrunch up. Why? Because your mind knows what's in a name. Your mind knows when I say lemon. Your mind knows what it looks like. Your mind knows what it sounds like. Your mind knows what it feels like, what it tastes like. Every morning when I'm at home, when I'm not on the road, I start my day with a warm glass of lemon water. And you do it for 30 minutes and don't do anything else in your stomach. It'll reset your system, right? If I was to say Nobel Peace Prize, right? And do do you know that the Nobel Peace Prize was named after a person, Alfred Nobel? But do you understand what caused him to create the Nobel Peace Prize? It was because he thought his name was attached to something else. A great story, and I've shared it before. Uh, It was in 18, I think it was 88 or 1886, somewhere around there. Uh, A man looked at the morning newspaper, and to his surprise and horror, he read his name in the obituary column. The newspapers had reported the death of the wrong person by mistake. His first response was shock. Am I here or there? When he regained his composure, his second thought was to find out what people had said about him. In other words, when they heard his name, what did they attach to it? The obituary read, Dynamite King dies. And also, he was the merchant of death. The man was the inventor of dynamite. And he read the words, merchant of death. He asked himself a question. Is this how I'm going to be remembered? He got in touch with his feelings and decided that this was not the way he wanted to be remembered. And from that day on, he started working toward peace. Name, Alfred Nobel. And he's remembered for the Nobel Peace Prize. See, that's the cool thing. I love that story. Because you can be remembered for one thing, and then you start doing something different, and you're remembered for something totally different. See, Whether you realize or not, Roger Bannister was the person who ran the first sub four-minute mile. He made it on Life Magazine, Time Magazine. And then 45 days later, one of his great friends, I don't know friends, I should say. I should say arch rivals. They probably weren't friends. John Landy of Australia, who competed with him to be the first one to run a sub four-minute mile. 45 days later, he ran it faster. And it was pretty cool because then that set up the perfect race, what they called the race of the century, what they called the Miracle Mile. And to this day, a statue stands at Vancouver to commemorate the moments of Hyatt's drama. You know, because John Landy was winning. John Landy was winning. He was going to go on to be known as the man who beat Roger Bannister in the Miracle Mile. But right as they were coming to the end of the race, around the last corner, John Landy looked back over his left shoulder, and at that moment, Roger Bannister passed him on his right. And this is how John Landy will ever be remembered with this quote. He said, quote, when Lot's wife looked back, she was turned into a pillar of salt. When I looked back, 
I was turned into a pillar of bronze. See, our name has so much to do with who we are and what we do. Our name is a lot of time tied to what we do. You know, in the Bible, a lot of times God's name is attached to what he does. There's a compound, many compound names of God in the Bible. There's Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. There's Jehovah Rapha, the, the God who heals. There's Jehovah Shema, the God who is present. Uh, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner. Jehovah M. Kadesh, the Lord who sanctifies. Uh, Jehovah Shalom, the God of our peace. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. Imagine if our name was attached to our activity, to actually what we did. But what I want to do right now is go into something called the neurological levels. See, an idea is at a different level than the particular neurons in the brain which produce that idea. And Dr. Robert Diltz in something called Neuro Linguistic Programming came up with the neurological levels of change. There are six of them. If you want this, you can email me at mrblack at likeitmatters.net, mr.black at likeitmatters.net. I could send this to you, a, a handout form. Logical levels of learning and change was initially formulated as a mechanism in the behavioral sciences by anthropologist Gregory Bateson, based on the work of Bertrand Russell in logic and mathematics. mathematics. Bateson identified four basic levels of learning and change, each level encompassing and organizing elements from the level below it, and each having a greater degree of impact on the individual organism or system. And the term logical levels, if I use it in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, was adapted from Bateson's work and refers to a hierarchy of levels of processes within an individual or group. And I want you to understand the notion of logical levels refers to the fact that some processes and phenomena are created by the relationship between other processes and phenomena. Any system of activity is a subsystem embedded inside of another system, which is embedded inside of another system, and so on. And this kind of relationship between systems produces different levels of processes relative to the systems. And so let me give you a simple example. I know it sounds complicated. It's not as complicated as I'm sharing it with you. So consider the rate of change or speed of an automobile. Speed is a function of how much ground the vehicle covers in a certain amount of time, you know, uh, 10 miles per hour. The speed is the relationship between distance and time. The car's velocity in moving from the garage to the highway can be said to be at a different level than a car, a garage, a highway, or even a clock because it's a property of the relationship between them and it does not exist without them. Similarly, if you think about it, the profitability of a company is at a different level than the machinery used by that company. An idea is at a different level than the neurons in the brain which produce it. So I want to show you there are six levels, logical levels. And this is important because I'm going to tie this into what's in a name. Because there are six levels. Let's start at the bottom if you're writing this down. The bottom is environment. The top, the above that is behavior. Above that is capabilities. Above that is BS. By BS, I mean belief system and values. Above that is identity. And above that is spirit. So from the top down, it's spirit, identity, belief system, values, capabilities, behavior, and environment. And this is the structure of how things work. And in HR 101, you've heard this before. 
HR 101 says you criticize the behavior, not the person, and you reinforce the person, not the behavior, or you build up the person, not the behavior. And if you look at that level, six levels there, you'll see why. First of all, change takes place from the top down. Change takes place from the top down. See, if you start at the bottom, let's use environment as an example. You can take an alcoholic out of a bar. You change their environment, but they're still an alcoholic. If you, even if you go to the next level, let's say you remove all alcohol uh, from an alcoholic and you ban them from the bar. I've heard they'll drink antifreeze, uh, they'll drink a mouthwash, they'll drink uh, uh, Dayquil or NyQuil, I should say NyQuil. See? So that doesn't change. However, if you go to something like AA and you realize that there's a higher power and that you need help from that higher power to get through certain things, you notice where they start? They start at the spirit. And then the next thing they do right below that is they say, they make you commit to, I'm an alcoholic. And so the reason they do that is so you realize there'll always be a battle you have all your life. They always need to be aware of those things. And again, I'm not going to go through, I'm not a proponent of AA, although they've helped millions of people, but I know there's some negatives. And I actually have, one of my problems with AA is exactly what I said. I want to tell you, and this is where we're going to focus on the fourth segment, is be careful what you attach to your identity. Because it's a lot easier to change who you are, I mean, what you do than who you are. If my son Christian lied to me, if I called him a liar, I just attach that behavior to his identity, and then he'll act as if. But if I tell him, Christian, you lied to me, that's not acceptable. You're better than that. I address the behavior. If you notice what I did is I built up the identity. And so after the break, we're going to go into what's in a name. What you attach to your identity truly matters. We'll be back in three minutes. Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions, and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Again, that's mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. 
National competition for your business is eating away at your customer base faster than you can keep up. It's as if they have a backroom of digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one. And it's not a pretty sight. What if you could beat them with your own minions? You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? We've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we're considering what's in a name. And speaking of a name, there's a name that you hear me talking about all the time. That name is Leadership Awakening. That is our entry-level class. That is our transformational training, our two-and-a-half days uh, experiential process that changes people's lives. You can go to likeitmatters.net to read about it. But I'm going to be next week. Uh, in uh, Longview, Texas, right on the uh, state line with Louisiana. And we're going to be reintroducing our second level class called Leadership Adventure. And boy, what's in a name? If Leadership Awakening describes the first class, and it does, Leadership Adventure appropriately describes the second class because it is a great adventure. You got to be a graduate of Leadership Awakening to go to Leadership Adventure but it is my favorite class of the five classes I have to teach. So if you want some more information, if you're a graduate of Awakening, the time is now to continue the journey. Go on to Leadership uh, Adventure. And if you have yet to do Leadership Awakening, I'm going to ask you why. Why do you not want a better marriage? Why do you want more in life? Why do you not want to be a better you? Why do you not want to live your life like it matters? So I promise you, uh, what you hear on this radio is just a teaspoon compared to what you'll get out of our leadership training. Go to likeitmatters.net, and you can read about it. And so today we're covering the logical levels and why it matters, because I want you to realize you got to be careful what you attach your identity. Your identity is who you are. Uh, Your identity is why you're here. Your identity is who you are. There's a lot that goes to into your identity. And I introduced you to the logical levels in the last segment. From the psychological point of view, There are six levels that human beings work with most often. The basic level is your environment. It's your external constraints. You operate on that environment through your behavior. Your behavior is guided by your mental maps and your strategies, which we call capabilities. These capabilities are organized by your belief systems and values. Beliefs and values are organized by your identity. And your identity derives its essential meaning from spirit. In other words, why are you here? See, the implication of this tree structure is that a single identity is shaped by and reflected in a particular group of beliefs and values. Each belief and value in turn is related to a particular group of capabilities. And the capabilities relate to specific groupings of behaviors. And the behaviors ultimately relate to particular clusters of environmental conditions. 
at the level of behavior change, behavior is the primary focus. Internal representations are only relevant to the extent they support behavior. See how they build upon each other. That's what I want you to get. One begats the other. And what you got to realize is change takes place from the top down. I think it was Einstein that said you can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. And it never made sense to me until I met the neurological levels of change. And, you know, spirit is your bigger connection. You know, in NLP, they don't believe in God because, uh, you know, NLP is all about how do you do it. It's about quantifications. You know, how do you code things? And since you can't code God, since you can't put God in a box, uh, they don't have a place for God. So when they say spirit, they don't mean like God. What they mean is the bigger connection in the universe. Now, that those of us that, are, that know the God of the Bible, we know that that spirit is God, Jehovah, uh, Yahweh. Uh, Yeshua, right? We know that. And so change takes place from the top down. Once you have a real spiritual change, it, it affects your identity. It changes who you are. And when that changes who you are, then what you believe changes. I mean, look at America. Look how different America is today. You know why? Because America believes different things. There was just an article about what people now believe. You know, Americans have shifted dramatically on what values matter most. We used to believe in patriotism. We used to believe in God. We used to believe in having a high value and having children. But now all that's changed. We used to believe that freedom was the number one thing. Now people don't want freedom. People want to be taken care of. What we believe about God, what we believe about the founding fathers, what we believe about America's place in the world, what we believe about, uh, it's all changed. What we believe about marriage, what we believe about same-sex marriage, what we believe about abortion, what we believe, all that's changed. Everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. In this new survey, it was a Wall Street Journal from uh, August 25th, it said 61% in the new survey cited patriotism as very important to them, down nine percentage points from 1998. 50% cited religion, down 12 points from the same survey. 43% placed a high value on having children, down 16 points from that same survey. When you start changing what you believe, you change who you are. And see, that's what our identity is made up of lots of things. It's made up of our beliefs. It's made up of our capabilities. It's made up of our behavior. It's made up where we hang out. See, all those things below it, our BS, our capabilities, our behavior, our environment, all those make up who we are, how we're identified. And there's something that I want to address because I was in class this weekend and we had a, a lady from Parents for Peace and Justice. And this woman had lost a child. I work with a lot of people in the inner city and a lot of them have to deal with violence. Uh, Michelle Cummings has become a dear friend. Uh, again, she's been on the radio show a couple times. Uh, she lost a child and she was bitter, angry in the city of Chicago ready to kill someone, ready to just, she lived in pain for two years, could not get out of bed, lived on medication, was disabled. And once she got through my training, through likeitmatters.net, it's changed her life. She's living joyful now. She's reframed the death of her son. And now when she thinks about her son and talks about her son, she has a passion for him. Here's why. We got so many people who are claiming to be victims And why I'm bringing this up is you got to take a look at the neurological levels. And I'm not saying people haven't been victimized. That's behavior. But be careful what you attach to your identity. 
because we are self-fulfilling creatures and we act as if. And let's be honest, we live in a country in America today where people get their DNA tested so they can see what percentage of a victim they are. Right now, the only people that have any voice at all are people who can claim that they've been victimized. Now, I'm not saying bad stuff hasn't happened. There's been man's inhumanity and man is well documented. Just read Man's Search for Meaning by Dr. Viktor Frankl. And at the very end of that book, he says, uh, since Auschwitz, we know what man is capable of. Since Hiroshima, we know what's at stake. So I know that people are victimized. But you got to be careful what you attach to your identity. Just like I talked about my son Christian. My son Christian, if he were to lie to me, not tell the truth. One of the worst things I could say to him is that you're a liar. Because I took a behavior and attached it to his identity. His identity. And we are self-fulfilling creatures. We will act as if. If you've been told all your life you're a mistake, you're a mistake, you're a mistake, how do you think you're going to act? If you've been told all your life you're not enough, you're not enough, you're not enough, how do you think you're going to act? If you've been told all your life you're a loser, you're a loser, you're a loser, you're a loser, how do you think you're going to act? And then that belief about our identity affects our belief systems and values, which affects our capabilities, which affects our behavior, which affects our environment. You can ban all the guns you want, but you better start banning knives too because in London where guns are illegal, the crime rate is higher than in New York City. But they just use knives to chop each other, cut each other up. They don't use guns because they're illegal. But knives, they sure do use. See, hurting people hurt people. And a lot of people hurt because of who they believe they are, that they're not enough. Some people I've seen with tattoos say enough, where they want to know that they're enough, that they're good enough, that they're pretty enough, that they're special enough. What's going on today in America around the world is an identity crisis. People don't know who they are. And so knowing who you are is one of the most important things you can ever do. And there's something called the drama triangle, which I highly recommend you Google. And there are three positions in the drama triangle. There's victim, there's persecutor, and there's rescuer. And so many people enter at the victim level. You're not a victim. You might have been victimized but you're not a victim. You're a powerful beyond measure. You can overcome. That's what I do. I bring hope to people. I help them change their identity because a lot of us take a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of things from our past, and we attach it to our identity. That's not who you are. That might be what happened to you. That might be some of your past, but you are not defined by your past. You can draw that line in the sand anytime you want and get a new name. God renamed Peter. God renamed Paul. God renamed Abraham. God renamed Sarah. And God's got a new name for you. The book of Revelation says it's a white stone. It's an intimate name that only he knows. Let me help you redefine yourself. Let me help you give you a new name. That name is hope. That name is freedom. That name is possibility. That name is greatness. You can draw that line in the sand and say, up until now, I used to be known as this, but now I'm known as this. Let me help you do that. Go to likeitmatters.net. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you be more hopeful about your future. We'll talk tomorrow. Giving your computer problems a boot. Arby's Computer Service. 
Yes. You want your computer fixed right the first time. Arby's is the place. Hi, this is Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold out five to six years or longer to do the same? Arby's Computer Service. What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 763-441-3884. That's 763-441-3884. Or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, this is Scott Black 